Ladies and gentlemen, I am the microphone Messiah, Philip Antoine. Uh, the Canadian destroyer, Brandon Taguma, is here. It's just the OG bullet cast today. Katie's not here. Brian, Brian's not here because, well, he's never here. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. What's up, everybody? We're back. OG bullet cast in the in the, in the the his house. It's kind of, Word. It's kind of apropos. It's the, the OGs before the last. Uh, this is the last one before episode 300, the big one next week. Mm-hmm. 299 you know got the it's the go home show before you know we have we have some some special things planned for next week but this is your regularly scheduled bullet cast so we're going to go over all the news and notes on the week and so of course you know i had yes. me and philip had to show up and, and do our thing well we're shout fine. out katie you know she's got work she's got like hell week this week so uh yeah shout out oh hell week i'm, I'm going through a real hell week I'm out, I'm out here working out with juicy I saw that, you know, shout out Philip, you know, getting in the grind. He, he's got, I mean, he's got to do a little bit more than that if he wants to beat me. But, you know, I appreciate, I appreciate the grind you're on right now. I know. I walked in Thursday. He said a thousand squats. I said, what? But I did them. Might not have been able to fully function my legs until yesterday, but still, still, I did them. I did them. Come, come on and join Toco Fit, Brandon. Come join Toko Fit, Brandon. Well, that's you know about that. Life. If, if I were to go, that then you're just giving up your little secret sauce, and uh, we're just going to be on the I'm, same level. I'm, I'm, and I'm if wor- we're on the same level, you're not on my level. What do you mean? I'm, we're just working out, bro. We're not. We're not wrestling. You're not seeing my moves. Yeah, but I think the the biggest issue with me is my physical fitness. And I think if I can get my physical fitness under wraps, it's 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 a wrap for you. You got no chance. If I don't get, if I can at least not gas out within the first fifteen seconds of this, I think I got it. Oh really? I got this. Oh really? Oh man, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, speaking of uh, Big Toko, Juicy for now has returned to the Bullet Cast. Um, that was that was a fun one, man. It was a lot of fun. We did it after the thousand squats. Uh. Brandon, what were your thoughts? What are your thoughts on this one? So, not gonna lie, have not listened to it yet, but it wow. is on. It is on deck. I didn't get the heads up that we were, that you were gonna do the an interview, so I didn't have it. You know, ready. I didn't schedule but you it down. Saw I posted it. I know, I know, but you know, I got some other. I got some other things, some other podcasts, and it's an evergreen podcast. You can go look, back to it, and that's what I'm gonna do. Look, I'm gonna look for go everyone, back to it for tomorrow. Everyone, if you are on this show. And I post an interview. I expect you to listen to it before the next recording, so we See, can look, talk it's, about it. It's still it. there. See, I didn't do any any gimmicks. It's still there. It's saved. So it's, I might it's have to be... find a whole new crew. Jesus, you know after after I you know after I listen to my PW Torch, you know shout out a rich fan, friend of the podcast, friend of mine. Okay, he's not friend of the podcast. Until I mean, you're a friend of the podcast, if you've been on the podcast. okay, okay, so just a friend of Philip. A personal friend yes. of Philip, yes, rich fan. Yes, Shout yes, out. Yes, yes. 
juicy finale. It's a great interview. Talk about MOW. Talk about Big Toko's kickback, which Brandon was there for. I was there for. It was an interesting. They literally tore the place down as the lights for the entire block went out. Yes, and then we got the big show coming up November four, November fourth, uh, in Vallejo. Uh, yeah, man. I told Juicy like, hey, man, like this is kind of like AEW in a way, because like. You know, Cody and the boys, they did all in and then they started a company. He did a show, then started a company. It's kind of the same thing. Um, yeah, no, but it, it's great. Oasis Pro, man. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun just hanging out with those dudes and doing the workout. Uh, I highly advise anybody in the Bay to to, to uh, hit them up, slide in their DMs and go try Go check out the interview. NXT Halloween Havoc happened. Uh, Brian Tronic is still the champion. Um, Unfortunately. Yes, yes. Um. Thoughts on NXT Halloween Havoc, man? You know, it was a solid show. Um, you know, now in the, this new kind of NXT 3.0, um, you know, they have a lot more of the NXT UK guys coming on over. But, uh, you know, the ladder match was fun. What you'd expect, a lot of high, high impact, high flippy flop moves. Um, everything else kind of seemed the same. There's a lot of gimmick matches, a lot of brawling. Uh, the main event triple threat with uh, Dragunov, JD, and Braun Breaker. Uh, you know, really solid match. Braun gets the win at the end. And, uh, yeah, you know, Shotzi was there, town business. They were doing some uh, some Halloween gimmicks. Not a bit, not a big fan of the uh, Alba Fire, Mandy Rose, kind of, you know, half cinematic, half regular match. I think we can leave the cinematic matches back in, in the COVID era. I think we've, we've long passed the cinematic matches, and it doesn't really fit with their characters either so i wasn't a, a total fan of that but overall it was like a decent show with uh you know a, f- a couple good matches on there and if you've kind of followed the storylines and you kind of know what's going on i think it does make it better it's not a show you can just not like the old nxt days you can just jump in and there's five star matches everywhere it's highly reliant on the stories and the storylines that have been going on then watch the product mr no days off I'm not I'm saying that I'm saying for the people who might want to check it out. I'm just letting them know you can't just jump in and expect, you know, some some flippy doos and some five star Matt classic like it's NXT 2016. Uh, Smackdown, mm-hmm. we're just going to talk about the Bray Wyatt promo. Uh, Bray said he didn't get to finish what he was going to say last week, but he, uh, basically the gist of this promo is. He cannot control what's about to happen. He's about to do terrible things, and he will feel no remorse for them. Interesting, as he was like the full-fledged babyface a couple weeks ago, and now kind of not exactly a heel turn, but basically saying he's going to be doing bad things. I I know I did the the Spider-Man reference last week. I'm going to do another one. Maybe the symbiote got to him. Oh. Technically, sh- shouldn't he always have had the symbiote? It's always no, been with like, him. No, like, uh, like, uh, Peter Parker in Spider Man 3. Like, he didn't always have it. It got to him and he changed at some point o- over the course of last week and or over the course of that week. The symbiote got to Bray Wyatt. Still early. Not going to cast any judgment, but uh, we did see like another vignette not a, i mean i don't know exactly what to call it but you know the the frantic cutting in and out and different little images with the mask another qr code that links to a uh like a psychiatric uh fill in the blank questionnaire thing uh with bray wyatt's name on it so 
still early. I, I I don't know what to make of it. It's it's an interesting first few steps. Bray kind of outwardly saying he's not a good guy after him being the you know Wyndham Rotunda high, smiley guy a couple weeks ago. When wonder what the next step is because people saying he's like in a feud with himself, which is cool, but I, I don't know how exactly it's going to work out. Unless he picks somebody, which I don't know who he's going to pick. Holograms, brother holograms. I said, leave that cinematic stuff back in 2020. No, that's how you're different, bro. Do the cinematic stuff in front of a crowd. That's how you stand out. It's like the the haunted mansion or something. Probably. All right, uh, moving on from that, outside of the ring, Elimination Chamber will be in Canada. Next year, we thought it was going to be in uh, Saudi for another Blood Money show, but it will not be. Uh, it's going to be in the some. Uh, it's going to be in Montreal. So, uh, yay! Yeah, cool. Definitely would much rather have a premium live event take place in Canada rather than Saudi Arabia. So uh, excited! Yeah, still a gimmick pay per view. Unfortunately, we still get more. We're still getting another one of those. But uh, apparently, Hell in the Cell has been done away with. So I hear. Thank, thank God, because. They really did a number on Hell in a Cell like the past 10 years with the. There were some great Hell in a Cell matches at those. I'm not saying there weren't good matches, but you kind of diminish the value when now with the women's revolution. Now you have to have at least one men's and one's women's match. And they don't exactly some of them fit the Hell in a Cell, but they didn't need the Hell in a Cell. And so kind of pulling that back and maybe we get one or two, you know, Hell in a Cell matches a year, but they're not on the same month. And because the the poster says Hell in a Cell, I'm much happier for that. But Elimination Chamber usually they do it as like a eliminator type match to figure a number contender or crown new champion before WrestleMania. So that's fine. Yeah, Dark Side of the Ring season four is already underway. Um, I guess they've stopped at their Tales of the Territories. Which Brandon, have you seen Tales of the Territories? I have them all saved up on the DVR. I watched I watched a full episode last night. I think it was the Florida one with Kevin Sullivan, who will just jump to it. His birthday is today. He's 73 years old. Uh, yeah, Dark Side of the Ring Season 4 is underway. A uh, friend of the show, Ted DiBiase, is being rec- uh, uh, interviewed for one, so I'm excited. Um, I'm excited about that. Yeah, uh, I, I thought maybe Dark Side of the Ring was going away for the Tale of the Territories and Dark no, Side of the Ring. This is why you need to listen to Sam Roberts. Oh, he had sorry. one of the dudes on. They said uh, they took a break from Dark Side to fully focus on Tales of the Territories. Now that that's done, they're going to fully focus back on Dark Side of the Ring. Which I'm all for. I think, you know, that team does a a fantastic job. I haven't seen any of the Tales of the Territories, but I would assume it's they're very good and kind of in the same vein. Um, Yeah, your uh, your girl Medusa's in one. Shout out Medusa. Shout out. Uh, You know, being able to focus on because, you know, telling the story of an entire territory in an hour is a little bit of a lofty goal focusing in on like one particular wrestler or an incident, I think is a little easier to do those types of documentaries for. So uh, excited to see what they can do. Cause unfortunately there are a lot of dark side stories that you can go over. Absolutely. Um, what else was I going to say? Um, then, you know, they're doing one about WCCW, you know, world-class, which is going to be fun. Speaking of that, uh, Zach Efron, he has emerged in a, or a photo of him has emerged. As Kevin Von Erich looking up, real yacked, gearing up for the Iron Claw movie that's going to be coming out. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited. I, 
I love I love like the world class territory. The Von Erics, they were they were super baby face. <laughs> you know, so it, it's just it, it, I'm I'm excited about that whole project. Yeah, I mean Zach Efron looked good. I think he can be a, a good good role for that for that movie whether they're playing it super straight or if he has some some comedic elements to it as well. I think no matter what they do with I think people who don't really pay attention to Zach Afrin might laugh and be like, oh, that's just the the high school musical guy. But he's he's a decent actor. Yeah, bro. I'm so glad he got out of that high school musical. I mean, he'll still like that's still what you're going to go to. You know what I mean? But like, like he's not just known for that anymore, which is good. It's kind of like uh, Robert Pattinson. He's the Twilight guy, but he's so much more than that. And he's a you know, he's a much better actor than Zach Efron, too. Shout out, shout out Batman. I'm so, Batman. So, so was he supposed to play one of the Von Erics? No, but I'm just saying, you know, one of those guys who are kind of typecast in one role. And they've kind of grown out of that. Now we're a movie podcast. Mm. We're, the, we're focusing on the entertainment of the sports entertainment. Sure. We're a pop culture podcast now. Mm. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa is out for nine months after he's had hip surgery. Kind of wondering where he's been at. Speedy recovery. Yeah, this sucks. Uh, he finally got his call to the main roster. He was doing some decent work with the Miz. Kind of was wishing or waiting for him to break off. And you know, it, injuries have certainly caught up with him these last few years. And now instead of a neck, now it's a hip, and he's going to be gone for a while. So maybe now he can come back and fully under the Triple H umbrella, he can get a, a full repackage and he can just be Tommaso Ciampa uh, next year. I think when he comes back, we'll hear the. No one will survive. You know, I think I think that's what's gonna. That'd be that'd be great. That'd be massive. Um, moving on from that, Ava Rain, aka the Rock's daughter, has debuted in NXT. She is now the fourth member of Schism with Joe Gacy and the others. Um, before we talk about this, have you seen Black Adam? I have not seen Black Adam. You haven't. I have not. Why not? Uh, you know, not the the biggest DC person in the world. Uh, wow, DC is better than Marvel. I'll say it here. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, but, it's uh, it's it's a. Fact. I mean, I watched the Batman movie, and that Batman movie with Robert Pattinson was fantastic. That's not a, not exactly that type of DC movie, but the whole the DC EU is just a complete cluster. You know what? But DC uh, is better than Marvel. I will say it here. It well, is Black Panther coming out in a couple weeks. Kind of wait for that. Black Panther is the best Marvel superhero. I'll say it. He's better than Spider Man. Better than who? What? Iron Man. He's in peace. People, pe- people love Iron Man. He he doesn't have powers, guys. Batman doesn't have powers. People are like, oh oh, he's just rich. He doesn't have powers. So Batman's better than Iron Man. You know, honestly, I kind of well, technically Black Panther doesn't have any powers either. It's all the suit. But Black, I want Black Panther to be a DC character. That'd be fantastic. I would need that. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. But... Anyway, Black Adam, he dies at the end. Anyway. Wow. Spoiler um, alert. Yeah. Ava Rain is debuted. Uh, I'm going to play the, the clip from her promo. The love and acceptance the schism has given me defies any preconceived notions of who I'm supposed to be. This family completes me. 
stop that there. Defies any preconceived notions of what she's supposed to be. Obviously, acknowledging the fact that she is uh, Dwayne's daughter, but she's not going to go out there saying Hifia Samel and all that other stuff. I like it. I'm a fan. I'm a fan already. Stand out from get out of their shadow. Be different. I like that. I see that she's finally made her, her debut in NXT. I know she kind of had an injury during training. Now she's back. Um, you know, the name, it, it's still kind of eye rolling to me, but if you're going to go down that road of not kind of acknowledging it, but they kind of acknowledge it, I think this is kind of the good character for her kind of in her own group, kind of being a much different character than what her dad was. And, you know, later on down the line, when she gets called up to the main roster, maybe she's more of a straightforward character. Then I think you kind of go down the Charlotte Flair route where you kind of have to acknowledge the obvious. But um, for what she is right now, you know, I haven't really seen any of her work because she doesn't really have any work. Um, I'm keeping an open mind, but she does have a lot of big shoes to fill. But uh, people shouldn't just say like, oh, she's the Rock's daughter. She has to be the Rock. She can be her her own woman and be you know, whatever character she wants to be. Ava Rain, Roman Reigns, a little, a, little, a little acknowledgement there, too, you know, with the with the similarity in the names. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I mean, her dad, was, thought, her dad was in the group. Shout out the nation. Now she's I in thought, this group. I think if we do get Roman in The Rock next year, I think it's still way too early to introduce her into the no, story. No, but no. we're not introducing her into anything. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. I did see a video on Bleach Report of him kind of helping her out with training. I thought it was kind of cool. If you haven't, go on Bleach Report Wrestling. I've seen that on Instagram. With a, a little I, uh, video. I've seen that. It's nice. It's nice. I've already talked about uh, this day in wrestling. Let's go over to the. Oh, happy birthday to Wheeler Yuta and CM Punk. Only one of those birthdays were acknowledged on AEW today. Oh, today. Happy birthday to Phil, bro. Love going through some things. Love Phil. Um, apparently his dog was hurt in the uh, in the scuffle. I guess. Poor Larry. I guess Kenny Omega didn't do any. Didn't do enough to protect old Larry. I guess he did not. Um, apparently, Punk wants a buyout of his contract with a no compete. Hmm. I think it's a kind of a. At the beginning, when it first happened, I think people were kind of optimistic that maybe he would come back. And we were in the heat of the moment and saying, oh, you know, he's going to come back. It'll be fine or whatever the case be. But now the dust has settled. We've kind of had a over a month and a half to kind of digest everything. He's definitely not coming back. It sucks, obviously, as a big punk guy, but maybe just wrestling in that environment isn't healthy for him and physically and mentally. And Bro, he give him three matches a year, a, a limited amount of TVs, call it a day. Like three matches, ten TVs, call it a day, bro. <laughs> like, that's it. But, that's I mean, it, it's it's not just... Like him, it's also other people are were not a big fan of. I mean, people Bro, will focus. People, his own locker room. Then people Jesus. will focus on him calling out the elite and Hangman Page, but he also kind of buried the entire locker room as well as saying like, "Oh, like I'm trying to run a company, and you know these kids don't know what they're doing these days." Hey, <laughs> Rit Baker was on the Swerve City podcast, and she said uh, that she's like basically the, the quote was she started people like focusing on the talks 
toxicity of the locker room uh, just because one individual thinks they're bigger than the company. Um, some people speculate she was talking about Thunder Rosa. A lot of other people think she was talking about uh, CM Punk. I mean, but that also seems to be the case, too. Like, we've seen all these different things with Sammy and Andrade and Punk and Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. But on the whole, from my sources, it seems as though, like, the AEW locker room is fine. Like, it's just a regular locker room with, you know, they they get together for the most part. They go to TV. They are pretty much fine. But these incidents leak out and you don't hear about the good stuff or the no news. So when you hear... A little scuffle or a little argument that's gonna get much more attention than just people hanging out and having a fine time at work absolutely uh and brett is x mr x when charlotte comes back would you like to see her winning both titles and holding them for a long run just like a roman uh, i would say no um i think I think it's time for one championship, though, in the women's division, though. I mean, if we're going to merge the two titles, I'm all for that. I think my thing is like the long reign part of it. Um, Like at this point, if we're kind of booking out WrestleMania for this year or for next year, I kind of am thinking like Bianca and Charlotte for the Raw side and then Becky and Ronda for the SmackDown side. And so maybe we go and we can combine them whether it is at WrestleMania night two or later on down the road. But I think for right now, keeping them separate is okay. But at the long run, I would like just one title for the women's division, especially now we have a tag title scene. Yeah, we'll see. Um, What exactly do you think is the angle they have going on with Eddie Kingston right now? Hey, I don't know. Uh, They did. They, uh, he had a little bit of a promo with Renee Paquette where he just kind of said, like, you know, y'all don't worry about me. Worry about yourselves. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I love I love Eddie. I kind of want more for him. He seems to always lose his feuds. And I went back when CM Punk was the champion. I always said, you know, Eddie Kingston, I feel as though could have been that guy to beat Punk. It would have been such a great story, but that's not going to happen anymore. Um I mean, Eddie Kingston maybe eventually beating a heel MJF as he's trying to leave the company and like the the anti-company company guy of Eddie Kingston beating MJF next year at, at winter is coming 2023, I would think would be fantastic. Now, is that going to happen? Probably not. But um, short term, I don't know what they're doing with Eddie Kingston. He's just kind of just there. I mean, at least he's getting television time. That's more than you can say for. Andrade and Miro and all these other guys. Speaking of Miro, his wife, CJ Perry, was on In the Click. Shout out, baby Huey. Shout out In the Click. Go check it out. She's on. What's that show called? God, what's that show called? The Surreal Life. The Surreal Life. Yeah, she's on there with uh, Kim Coles, who I love. She's a great guy. Uh, Dennis Rodman. She uh, Living with Dennis Rodman, that must be something. I see the uh, commercials on MTV and pretty much the selling point of this is Dennis Robin walks around the house butt ass naked all the time. Multiple time in, in NBA champion, former member of the NWO walking around naked. That well, if you're NWO, you're NWO for life. So brother, that former, doesn't entice you. Can't be a former member. I mean, I, hey, back in the mid or late 2000s, I mean, I was the biggest VH1 reality guy. I would watch the Flavor of Love, the Brett Michaels show. Surreal Ooh, life. Flavor of stuff. Love. Hey, shout out Flavor Flav. I saw him on TikTok two years sober. Shout out Flavor. 
What's your What's your favorite? Who Who was your favorite on Flavor of Love? Who was your favorite? I mean, was it New York? It's, it's got to be New York. I mean, pumpkin spitting on New York is one of the most iconic scenes in television history, and you can't tell me otherwise. Bro, I mean, hoops. You know, she, I, I I loved hoops. She was gorgeous. I didn't know she had a thing with Shaq. I was like, oh, this is interesting. But yeah, hoops. Shout out hoops. Shout out hoops. New York. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Were you watching Bad Girls Club too? No, I think you I'm were, like I, you weren't I've watching tuned, Oxygen. I no, I was more of a VH1 MTV type type of guy. Sometimes you know throw on BET for 106 and Park, but you were watching Oxygen. 106. Yeah, back in the day, you, you were know. Watching who are yeah. you? You know. Who are you? You're not Brandon. No. I don't know who am I then. You're watching 106. What do you know about some 106? What do you know? It's been a while. Were you just watching when Bow Wow was there? What? Were you watching uh, when when Terrence J was there? What? I would watch the Terrence one, and then he left, or the girl left, or some, somebody yeah, left, they, and it wasn't the same after that. They, they did leave, and it wasn't the same. You're right. Uh, last one, he says, being the, uh, that Halloween is this Monday, which spooky character over the years do you think best embodies the spirit of Halloween? Also, favorite candy and go-to scary movie? Not the biggest scary movie guy. Not because I'm like scared of them, but just it's something I don't go out and watch. But for something I used to watch all the time would be Freddy vs. Jason. Okay. I, I like that movie. Well, I don't know if I like that movie, but I just have nostalgia for it. because I was had, like, had Kelly Rowland in his shout-out, Kelly. Shout-out. Uh, favorite candy. I, don't know. I mean, I'm usually like a a sour guy. Oh, really? I think for like can't like for Halloween candy, like a Kit Kat or something You're like that. A sour guy. That explains your attitude sometimes. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm a little I'm sour puss. I'm, I'm here on that, Philip. Okay, don't yell at me. <laughs> Just play. Uh, uh, scary movie. I'm, I'm gonna go scream. I love the scream franchise. That's that's my go to. Uh, candy like like chocolate, like Kit Kat, Snickers. Uh, bro, I was in a gas station the other day, right? They had this Kit Kat blueberry muffin Kit Kat gimmick. Oh my god! I didn't try it, but I'm like, this this might be good. Are you a fan oh. of the Kit? You're a fan of the Kit Kats? I love Kit. Would Kats. you try? Would you try this? This blueberry muffin Kit Kat. Would you try this? I guess. Uh, you know, I'm always down to try the gimmick flavors. You know, I used to be in a big Oreo phase a few years ago. I'd try oh. all the different Oreos. You you never told me this. I'm a little porker. You know, I when we went to Starcast, guess who are Oreo people? Who? Who are the Oreo be- people? The beautiful people, mm-hmm. the biggest Oreo people in the business. I know uh, Allie does, or the bunny. She has a YouTube video, and she, I, I think it's her gimmick where she tries different Oreos. Because I saw her do one with Danhausen, and they tried some type of Oreo. I, I want to. I don't want to say it's butterscotch, but it's just something like that. That kind of. Something like that. Oh, okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Paranormal Activity, also a, a favorite of mine for the nostalgia, because when I was in high school, that movie just came out, and it was the biggest thing ever. Halloween? How, what about Halloween? Have you seen the new one? I have not seen the Halloween. It's on the cock, I know. What? I You cannot say that. Sorry, the, the peacock. The peacock. It's on peacock. Jesus. Mm. I, was, uh, I saw a little bit of Halloween ends. It's whatever. Uh, the favorite, like, what was the, the parameters for, like, favorite scary wrestler or something? I guess the which spooky character over the years do you think best embodies the spirit of Halloween? Best spooky character that embodies the spirit of Halloween. It has to be my friend the boogeyman. He was he was back in WWE. He was on the bump. Shout out Boogeyman. He, saw he was giving shotsy worms or something. Yes. 
bro. The worm, the worms are they're they're shoot real, bro. Hey, like, of course I, they are. He don't mess around, bro. Like, like he threw some. You got to come to one of these shows that he's at, Brandon. You have to come, please. You have to come. He threw some, and like I'm looking on the ground. I'm like, oh, they're actually moving. I was like, oh my god, this is this is crazy. Shout out Jekyll's the jester. There you go. Oh, you're you're a Jekyll's guy. Oh yeah. Shout out Jekyll's. He's the new SPW heavyweight champion. Shout yeah. out to shout out to my homie Sean Sims, the new next level heavyweight champion. He's wrestling for the WWZ title this weekend. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, so we're gonna move on from that. Uh it's probably gonna be a short episode this week. I like that. I like that. Let's go over to Monday Night Raw. Bailey defeats Bianca Belair in a in a fantastic contest. And then Nikki Cross is back. Crazy Nikki is back with a little glam or thicky cross. That's for Sean. Shut up. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, good match. Excited to see that Nikki Cross is back. Seems like a, a new character, not exactly, you know, crazy Nikki or happy a beat Nikki that she was doing with uh, Alexa Bliss. So kind of, uh, you know, a merger of the two, uh, you know, much more human type character. So um, I think she, she's super talented and I'm excited to see that she's kind of putting this main event picture or at least, you know, top level. I mean, kind of. The main event for Raw has been the women because that's a lot of where their star power is. So I'm uh, glad to see her back and she shed the Nikki A.S.H. mask and she's going to probably be in some sort of like triple threat feud with them. So I I'm, I'm excited to see what Nikki Cross can do. What are your thoughts on Nikki A.S.H., bro? What do you um, well, I mean, we've been here since the beginning. I did not like it. I thought it was dumb. I did not care that it wasn't be... wasn't Vince's idea. It was hers. I know. And I was going to say, I don't care if it was her idea. I, just because it's an original idea from the wrestler, they can still have dumb ideas. I like how once people found out it was her idea, they stopped criticizing it as hard. I'm like, oh, oh, what are you what are you what are y'all doing? Y'all not going to talk tough to her, but you'll talk tough to VKM. Now, I will say it worked a little bit better as a baby face. And then once she turned it just lost like little credibility that it had. I think it just went completely out the window. I think the money in the bank went in the quick little run was the height of that's that was the, that was the moment that was the height of it. And it was over. Yeah. But I mean, any money in the bank win or cash, and it's going to get over. You can give it to pretty much anybody and it's going to be a big moment. So I don't eh. think that's a high bar to cross eh. pun intended. You can't give it to just anybody. Can't give it to just anybody. I mean, Austin Theory has it. Okay. Well, yeah, but he look at him. <laughs> I mean, the man's scared to cash it on Roman. He was almost going to cash it on the NXT Championship. Almost, but he didn't. Which I think is the best idea. If you're not going to cash it and lose on Roman, don't cash it on the ICU US title. Cash it on the NXT Championship. Kind of a throwback to when Charlotte won the title or won the Rumble. Challenge Rhea, at least it's the top championship for that promotion. You're not going after a secondary title. You look like a little scaredy cat. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Finn Balor defeats Carl Anderson. Good match. You know, Bullet, Bullet Club brothers going at it. Um, Carl Anderson and New Japan and WWE, I guess, are in a little bit of a pickle since he's oh. has he's double booked, brother. And New Japan is just saying, like, if he ain't showing up and he's defending against 
Hikaleo for the Never Open Way title. He's dropping that thing. So interesting to see what's going on there. We shall see. We shall see. Apparently, NWA has been having talks with the WWE. Billy Corgan's reached out. He's had talks with Triple H. Nothing concrete yet, but Corgan is hopeful. Well, it didn't work in 1998. I don't know if it's going to work in 2022. Well, there's a different person in charge. We'll see. We'll mm. see. Um, Baron Corbin defeats Johnny Gargano, JBL. He had pants that fitted much better this time. Um, yeah, Corbin had better looking gear. That's not not hard to do, but glad to see he he's looking a little bit better. Not the biggest fan of Gargano take of losing here, but I don't know. I don't know why he lost to the modern day wrestling god. I also don't know why JBL has to be with Baron Corbin. Like Baron Corbin, I said this because last week. JBL does... is a wrestling god, and Baron Corbin is now a modern day wrestling god. Vince. Herefore, you need tutelage from the previous wrestling god. It's basically like when we get a new president and, you know, you see them shaking hands or whatever when the president-elect comes to the White House and they're talking for a little bit. And when the president leaves the new president a note in the Oval Office, that's basically what this is, except he's giving him. Except for the last president. Well, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) Uh, good riddance. Um, but it, you, you know what I'm saying? JBL's doing these things, but he's consulting him, you know, every week in front of the fans. Sure. But, I mean, at least have Corbin talk. Like, if you're going to have JBL out there and talk, like, Corbin could at least say something or do something. He's not a mute. He's not, not you know, some of these other wrestlers who really can't talk. Like, he's one of the better talkers they have on the roster. Why don't you utilize that? But when he talks, it'll mean something. Everybody is waiting on pins and needles for Baron Corbin to talk. Yes, as you should, because he's a modern day wrestling god. Not to be confused with the modern day Maharaja. Shout out Jinder Mahal. Former Um, WWE champion. Yes, that was good times. Uh, R-Truth defeated The Miz. It was great to see Truth back on TV. You can give it this and you can give it that. This is where it's at. What's up? What's up? Shout out our truth. Um, he's still here, still, uh, still having matches, and still, still kicking it. Even though he's like what fifty or almost fifty, over fifty. I don't know. He he's been here a while. I mean, yeah. he was out there working with Road Dog back in two thousand whatever, and we saw what Road Dog looks like, and we see what our truth looks like. Hey, black don't crack unless you do it. Amen, brother. Yeah, but uh. And you know, I see our truth back in the in the mix. Not not a complete, you know, goof. So that's uh, that's good. Uh, then finally, we had Austin Theory defeating Mustafa Ali. Rollins was there, and you know, we got a brawl commentary, and he buried uh, Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke was not so happy about that, but you know, if you're the twenty four seven champion, you should expect to catch him. Catch some spray, some shade or strays. Absolutely. I don't, yeah, I guess. What are you going to do? I mean, where is the 24 7 championship? With Dana Brooke. What was, the la- what was like the last time we saw it? Because I know they did like the whole thing with the marriage. I saw it when I went to that Raw. That's what. 
Dana Brooke wrestled uh, Tamina. And then they got Reggie. Where's Reggie? Probably on main event, bro. Mm. Main event had some good matches that night. I went to that Raw. Had uh, Shelton was out there. I think I think he was tagging with. Was he tagging with Ali? He might have been tagging with Ali. I know Shelton, Shelton and R-Truth have a little tag team going. Supposedly, yeah. That's what the internet tells me. Yep. Uh, AEW did not see a lick of this. Brandon, go. Oh, so I get to run it. Love to see it. Or hear it. Uh, we started off with the Blackpool Combat Club of Wheeler Yuta and uh, Cesaro, Claudio Castanoli defeating Garcia and Jericho. Claudio pins Jericho. Uh, you know, decent, fun little match to start off the show. Some chicanery on the outside. Uh, Brian Danielson was in the back with Renee Paquette. He cut a promo kind of going over all these little his frustrations over the past few weeks. A uh, little intense talk backstage with Yuta. And uh, they said they were all going to talk together as one family and hash it out because, you know, families might yell at each other, but they all going to come together for the for the bigger, better mint of the group or whatever. Uh, but <clears throat> kind of the big news everyone's talking about is the elite were shown on television. We had a vignette. Um, it was history, big historical moments of the elite, and they would be shown and then they would be kind of edited, photoshopped out of those moments. So uh, rumors were at the beginning of the day that they were coming back. And now we see them here. Uh, first time outwardly shown and referenced on AEW television. Philip, it looks like the elite is coming back. Um, how do you introduce them and what? I know you probably didn't see the video, but uh, what do you think? I saw, of... I saw the video on Twitter. Um, pull, pull events, have them come back like nothing happened. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how else to do it, man. And they are kind of put in an awkward situation, but it is glad to see uh, that they're back. We have Swerve in our glory, Swerve and Keith Lee defeat FDR. So now they're the official number one contender some uh, chicanery with swerve hitting Dax what with was the, low the blow. point of having them as number one contenders for all this time and then for them to lose number one contenders match doesn't make any sense J just so they can establish that swerve and lee are the number one contenders i guess uh ass boys were on the outside and they beat down fdr so it looks like we're getting an ass boys ftr feud so fantastic uh match itself was good until kind of the ending kind of derailed it but um, yeah, we're getting swervingly taking on the acclaim sooner rather than later, it seems like. Then we get uh, MJF cutting another strange back and forth heel babyface promo with Renee Paquette on the stage. Uh, Stokely Hathaway comes in and he tells Stokely at the firm shall not touch John Moxley because he wants to beat him in 100 percent. And he's not going to use the dynamite diamond ring. So continuing of MJF flipping and flopping. Philip. MJF is turning babyface. This, what what Sam Roberts said this, and it made sense to me. Last week with the William Regal interview, or the promo, it was Austin Brett at 13. It was the switch. Now, not fully, because, you know, people still love William Regal. And MJF, he, he's not fully a babyface yet, but he's going to be like, there's, there's humility there now. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, yeah, but then he, uh, no, there's no, also but, there's no, but, also the little things of him, him, you know, taking a dig at Renee. Yeah, but he okay, but he's not fully there yet. There's still going to be those quirks about him, you know. Uh, so I mean, like Sam Roberts said that when you know Rigo turned his back and MJF put on that ring, like 2019 MJF 2020, when it clocked him. But now, no, no. I mean, this turn really started back during the CM Punk feud. When, when MJF would get vulnerable talking about meeting his hero and things like that. And then you saw the stuff he did in you know, the promo with Tony Khan. We didn't see him for months. And then to do this and say he almost killed myself over an email. Yeah, man. I'm a little bit more skeptical than uh, than you are, Philip. Um, you know, this does end in a MJF babyface turn. I'm not going to hate it. Um, it's very similar to like the Bray Wyatt stuff. I'm trying to be optimistic and trying to, you know, believe they're going to head in the right direction. But I think that's kind of the, the issue is I don't know exactly how to feel about MJF because he is embracing the fans a little bit. But then he does go back and, you know, takes unnecessary shots of Renee or, you know, says a few things here and there. And it's like, OK, like he he's not. He, he just doesn't seem like a good person, but there's like a good person in there somewhere, but we've been duped so many times. MJF is an a-hole, but you love him. He's a lovable a-hole. That's, that's the bottom line. But is he though? Yes. What, what about cheered MJF? When that music hits. When that music hits, bro, he gets cheered. Come on, man. They, they love this guy. People love Max. Are they are they cheering him because they like the character, or they just like how talented he is? And this is the problem with wrestling in 2022: is it seems like it's just so meta that it's hard to get a grasp on how people People feel about love MJ MJF in general. That's they 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 just love the guy, you know. It's a general love of Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And I'm here for it. Yeah, I, I mean, Full Gear is in New Jersey. He's going to be cheered. He's going to be over. Yes, it's, it's in New Jersey. Go over Moxley. Get the huge pop. Hold the title. W- w- drop it or whatever. Take it to Connecticut in 2024, brother. But Eddie Kingston beats him. A winner is coming 2023. Our last hope don't, is don't Eddie do Kingston. The, don't do the book. Don't, don't. There, there can only be one booker here. Oh. Eddie Kingston. Everybody, let us know. What who what's the better story? Eddie Kingston beating MJF December twenty twenty three or whatever Philip has up his sleeve. No, I'm not. He just leaves. He just straight up leaves and takes it to WWE. Just leaves. Goodbye. Him and Cody throws throws it away in the garbage on WWE television. Could you imagine? And then he goes and fights with. Cody and he's like, oh look, Cody, I won the thing you never could, even though you're basically just given free commercial time for AEW. But you know, whatever. I mean, they're they're not doing WWE numbers, so who cares? Exactly. Uh, we get Brian Danielson defeating Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. I don't know why I put Danny Garcia on here, but uh, you know, a, a good match. Uh, we get some sort of submission. I kind of was half paying attention of the actual finish, but. Uh, Danielson wins, so good for him continuing the, his feud with the uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society, probably ending up with him taking on Danny Garcia for the uh, 
pure title, I would assume. We are going to get Jericho taking on a former ROH champion. Who is that? Stay tuned and find out for next week. Uh, we get the obligatory one women's match per Dynamite as Jamie Hayter defeats Riho. Uh, Tony Storm comes out and seemingly looks like it's going to be Hayter and Storm. Uh, we also had Britt Baker and Saray in a backstage little kerfuffle. We're going to get a sit down with them and Renee next week. So definitely on the track for Saray's debut match against Britt at full gear. And then the main event was John Moxley defeating Penta El Cedo Miedo for the AEW World Championship. Uh, you know, really good match. Um, just Moxley hits the Death Rider and the uh, paradigm shift for the win. Then the firm comes out, beats him down, even though MJF said not to. MJF looks uh, conflicted. He ends up making the save, kind of, and then he gets beaten down by the firm. And so the firm stand tall, beating down MJF and Moxley. So after the firm was with MJF for like two weeks officially doing things for him, they've already broken apart. And now Moxley and Did MJF. They, are hurt. I mean, see, this they, is where my TNA they, they knowledge the- comes in comes into play. Remember Aces and Eights? Who was the leader? Bully Ray. He got beat down by Aces and Eights. Did he take a couple beatings and licks for the sake of revealing that he's the leader? So now you're saying MJF isn't gonna be a babyface because he's just he's pulling a fast one. I don't know. There's only one way to find out. We gotta stay tuned for full gear. Yeah. A month away. Yeah. Which means then they announce Revolution gonna be at the Cow Palace. Can't wait. Yeah. Allegedly. And if it's not, I'm gonna be very sad. But um yeah, you know, it was it was a good wrestling episode of Dynamite. Uh the MGF promo wasn't as uh what you might call it, you know, as dramatic as the other ones were, but still continuing with the story of him seemingly conflicted or whether he's going back and forth. Moxley gets the win. And uh yeah, it was in Virginia. Obviously, I think they want Hangman to do something here, but he, he wasn't there. Teasing pays to Hangman, hopefully he gets better. And the elite vignette, I think, is the thing everyone's talking about and what uh, people are excited to see what they do. So uh, that is it for AEW Dynamite Superstar Spotlight. Philip, who do you got for this week's? Who do you got? Who do you got? Who do you got? Uh, I'll give it to Wesley. Congratulations on the win of the North American Championship. You could tell how much it meant to him. Shout out to HBK, indulging him. That's how you do it. Have you seen the comparisons between HBK hugging him and then uh, Khan hugging Cesaro? I have not. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing, weirdo, on the Khan side? And then on the HBK side, it's like a loving embrace. That's what, like, the captain says. I'm like, oh, this is a- HBO knows how to hug. He's a good hugger. Did you call him HBO? I said HBK. I could have sworn you just said HBO. Well, Tony Khan's get- hopefully... Maybe getting that HBO money. Maybe, possibly. Uh, match pick of the week is back, and we haven't done this in a very long time. Stunning Steve Austin, Dustin Rhodes, United States Championship, WCW Halloween Havoc, 1993. Damn, this was good. If, if Austin hadn't have broken his neck, woo! The matches, the matches could have been even more special. Could have been really something special. Thoughts? Now, I mean, people forget. How good of a wrestler Stone uh, Steve Austin was, and I mean this is '93, so he's only been in the business for like four years at this point. 
Um, and I mean, he, he showed it off. I think, you know, Steve Austin was the mega prospect back in the day. So people who were saying that, you know, him breaking off and becoming a mega star in 96, 97 was a fluke or, you know, was whatever, then they're just completely wrong because even here in 1993, people knew that Steve Austin was special. And I mean, Dustin Rhodes, son of Dusty, he had some, some, uh, pizzazz to him as well, but obviously didn't reach the heights that uh, Steve Austin did. But, you know, two technicians, two well-respected wrestlers in their early in their career. Destin must much more of a veteran at this point than what Austin was. But a fantastic match and seeing two guys, you probably you obviously know who they are, but seeing them in much different circumstances. Yep, yep, yep. Um. This weekend, Devil's Night 17, the UGWA, we return to Emporium. It is going to be a slobber knocker like none other. Let me let, let's read off these matches. Let is let's read off these matches. Are you, are you excited about Devil's Night? So excited, just can't hide it. Uh, you know, if you got a costume, dress up, have a fun time. Emporium is a place, uh, a wrestling venue like no other. It it is. It is 100%. Especially if you show up on time, right, Philip? You're lucky you're still here after that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dave Wasted versus J.D. Slater. That's a big grudge match. You have Brittany Wonder versus Lisa Lace for the glam. For the glamp. For the glampionship. Okay. Uh, you have the, the squad, Battle Kingdom, and Two Fresh. Winner gets a number one uh, contendership opportunity at the tag team titles. Um, Brandon Beach, he's a DJ. He will have an open challenge. Uh, then you also get Super Beast KP, Abigail Warren, Funny Bone going up against the agenda consisting of Anton Voorhees and the Ugwa Tag Team Champions. NPR, obviously accompanied by Playo Del Mar. Nick Xander defends the San Jose Championship against Dark Sheik. Um, and the main event, the Battle King, Dave Dutra, Sandra Moon, Ugwa, and Pride Style titles on the line. Winner take all. And I, be- I believe there's a-, a hardcore match as well. I'm not sure. But, yeah, that's going to be fun. Don't miss out on that. Also, December 11th is the, is the first title defense for Alpha Zoe and the Bully Cast Heavyweight Championship. Are you excited? So excited. Just can't hide it. Everybody, Alpha. be there, be square. Yes, Alpha Zoe, a great champion. A great, our champion. Our champion. Actually shows up. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, thank you so much. Stay clean, stay strong, stay safe. Diamonds are forever. So is the microfilm messiah. Ciao!